The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. You found Destination Love with Shelley Pumphrey. This is not a program about becoming the perfect date or how to get that special someone you've been admiring to notice you. Instead, we'll bring you the science behind how to find love and show how being your true self generally works best. Now, here's your host, Shelley Pumphrey. Hello, everyone. This is Shelley Pumphrey, and thank you for joining us on Destination Love today. I am very excited to have you all here. I know that um, over the last couple of weeks, we've been having some conversations about finding your soulmate and calling in that special partner. We had a great interview with Ariel Ford last week and um, Catherine Woodward Thomas the week before, and just got a ton of great information from them. And We are going to switch gears a little bit here this week and talk about something entirely different. Well, maybe not entirely different, but it's all related to relationships and making things work in that area. So today I'm going to introduce you to uh, my guest, and his name is Mark Stefanishin. Mark, God, I hope I pronounced your last name right. I always think I mess it up. Um, Mark is... um, a massage therapist. He knows a lot about the body. You're going to be amazed by this conversation today. But he has a podcast called the Millennial Man Relationship Podcast, and he talks all about how men and women can understand our bodies and essentially women's bodies, how men can help women um, relax into a feeling of safety and emotional connectedness um, by doing some very simple techniques um, with her. So Mark's going to talk all about that today. He's a founder of something called Relationship Minimalism, and he will describe that to us. He does a ton of writing. He's been um, featured on Mind Body Green, um, The Good Men Project, of course, his uh, relationship podcast. And um, he, he's got a lot of wisdom to share with us today. So Mark, I want to welcome you. Thank you so much for joining us. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. I'm, I'm so excited. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm I'm just dying to to hear this because I I've listened to some of your podcasts and I've done some reading about it. But um, relationship minimalism is something that isn't really a word that we just throw around in our everyday conversations. So why don't we start with just telling us a little bit about what that's all about? Yeah. Okay, so relationship minimalism is sort of as you mentioned, it's sort of the system that I've kind of come up with here in in thinking about men, thinking about masculinity, and thinking about how sort of our roles are sort of being forced to change by uh, this new world that we're we're surrounded in, uh, particularly when it comes to the advances that women have made uh, over the last, say, 60 years, right? And 
So this is kind of, uh, yeah, my philosophies on where I think masculinity is headed. Uh, minimalism in and of itself is a word that's often associated with a lot of different, uh, particularly like tech crowds and stuff like that. This idea of sort of an 80-20 principle or how what are the most effective and important actions I can take, sort of what are the 20% of actions I can take that are going to get me 80% of the results. And I think that now more than ever, it's incredibly important for men especially to start thinking about our relationships and how we are interacting with our women and creating a very sort of efficient structure around how we're doing this because let's be honest the the world that we live in right now is quite insane everybody's working all the time they're tired they're burnt out uh you've got kids that you've got to take care of like there's there's so many things pulling at our attention in the world that it becomes imperative for us as men to redefine how we're doing relationships so that they don't uh, just end up stagnating and eventually dying in the long term, right? And there's a very specific way that we go about doing this uh, because of these time constraints. So the philosophy was kind of built with this idea in mind of like, how do we get our relationships to feel loving, fulfilled? How do we uh, have that sexual desire? How do we do all that within the confines of our actual everyday reality. Because, uh, yeah, as we know, not everybody has time. You know, I've talked with people. It's like date nights, right? You hear that a lot. Um, You should should definitely go on date nights, right? But, like, date nights in and of themselves, you you might not have time for that. So then what does that mean? Does that mean your relationship automatically dies? Um, My idea is, no, it shouldn't. And here's how we should move forward. So that's kind of what we're looking at here. What are the most effective ways... I can make her feel loved, cared for, and connected so that everything feels stable uh, when everything is like chaotic around us. Right. I love that because it is such a crazy world we live in. And I, and, and I also feel like we get so disconnected, like, you know, we're on our, our phones and our computers mm. all day and we, we forget how to essentially just connect on a very human level with people. So I love where this is going. Sounds awesome. Yeah. So. That's an awesome point that you bring up um, about this sort of disconnection because what I'm noticing in the world or in our culture, let's say, and I'm from Canada, uh, you're from the States, uh, correct? Yes. (laughs) Yeah. So (laughs) I consider us sort of pretty similar as far as being a North American culture, right? And there's... Uh, there, in this North American culture, there's there has been what I'm kind of considering an over intellect an over intellectualization of relationships. Our culture heavily heavily prioritizes the mind, right? The thoughts we think. Uh, we we are very driven by ideas like rationality and willpower and logic, and all of these very mentally focused um, ideas, and. The pro- and and the problem is is that that those ideas these sort of all these things that are in the neocortex we'll say uh, they don't lend themselves to creating feelings of love and within relationship minimalism the assumption is that the single most important factor in a long term relationship is how the woman feels right we've heard of you know this sort of happy wife happy life kind of idea. Right. Uh, I'm I'm kind of taking that and running with it because from the man's side of view, uh, the only thing you can really control within your relationship is your actions. Right? So 
in my relationship and sort of in the school, I guess you could call it, of relationship minimalism, all actions that the man takes must be moving towards creating uh, love and connection with the woman. There's a time and a place where he can assess whether his needs are being met, but we kind of got to go all in on this thing uh, from the get-go in order to really get the, the effects that we're looking for. Awesome. So tell us more. Um, How do we do that? Like, where do we start with this? So where I, it's important to understand because this isn't so much, yeah, we talk about relationships, we talk about sex, and we'll get into that type of stuff. But this is more so a master class in how the female body works. And this is, I think, well, I've, you know, I've heard from a lot of women that this information is very helpful for them as well, because let's be honest, there's a lot of confusion out there about women and their bodies and what's going on. And there's a lot of mix, mixed messages and stuff. So what we're trying to do here ultimately is learn how to speak directly to the female body. And this is particularly important in this time because if we go back to the animal kingdom, are you familiar with Joseph Campbell? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So Joseph Campbell, you know, talked a lot about uh, the cult, different cultures and the histories, uh, how they, like the similarities between all these different cultures, mm-hmm. right? And the one thing that I'm, I was particularly interested was him talking about the chimpanzees and uh, Jane Goodall's work with the chimps. And he kind of distilled this whole male-female thing down to the idea that the man's job or the male chimp I guess you could say the male chimp's job is to create a literal, safe, protective box around the female so that she is safe to bring forth life. His, he is in the business of creating a perimeter of safety so that she can continue the existence of life. Right. So this has kind of been the general story that humanity, men have, and women have, this has kind of been the general story, right? Men are the protectors and the providers, women stay at home, raise the kids, whatever. And this has all really started to get like super derailed uh, around 60 years ago, I guess. Mm -hmm. So women are now their own protectors and providers. They're not relying on men to provide a house or food or anything like this anymore. And you know, so you can go a couple different ways with this. You can say when women no longer need men, which I don't think is entirely accurate. Or you can say that the needs of women have changed, right? And we can go on and on about this for a long time. But sort of the punchline here is that she's no longer needing the safe physical protection box here in, in North America for the most right. part. Uh, she can provide that for herself. So what right. does the man provide now? She has moved up sort of, we can, you know, Maslow's hierarchy of needs, right? She's looking for her emotional needs to be uh, met now. So you can think of it more like an emotional safety box where Mm -hmm. she goes out into the world, does her ambitious woman making money thing, and then she comes back home. What she's looking for is to feel emotionally safe, emotionally protected. Right, right. Um, That's so true. Yeah. So men need to start understanding that their ability to provide a house and food is uh, not as important as it used to be. They're, the women are selecting based on other ideas. Uh, you know, they you used to women used to go to the universities to find a husband, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, so, yeah, no longer asking how will I find food in a house to live in. Instead, she's asking. You know, here's here's the questions that women are asking for the guys out there, right? Who am I? 
What was I put here to do? Am I truly happy? Am I following my passion and my bliss by being in this relationship, right? Right, Does he see me? These types of questions are fundamentally different than the types of questions that women in all generations previous have ever asked. And it's uh, imperative that men start to find a way to answer these questions. Now, luckily, with relationship minimalism, we're able to make what seems like an enormous and complicated uh, idea become very simple and we can and we'll, we'll go in uh, how to do that now but maybe uh, is, is there any questions about that no uh, well I just want to comment on it really I I love where you're going with this and we you know we've had a couple of other guests on the show where we've been talking about uh, masculine and feminine dynamics in relationships and this um, this is really just another version of that. Well, not another version. It's the same story, um, but you're taking it down to a more physical level as well, um, which I really love because I, I, you're explaining it in a, in a nice way because I think sometimes when I try to explain this concept to people, I feel like it can feel offensive to some women and because we don't want to be told that we're not strong or we can't be that protector and provider. And, um, you know, you really summed it up nicely with that because it's not, it's not that we can't do it. Obviously, in this day and age, we are all capable of doing that. We can be strong superwomen. But biologically speaking and emotionally speaking, we still need that sense of safety and protection. And that's when women can truly relax into a relationship when a man or the person who's in that masculine energy can comfort her and provide that that kind of boundary and that container for her um, to kind of surrender into that state. So I love where this is going, um, you know, talking about it on this level. Yeah, I think I I appreciate uh, everything you have to say. And I, I would very much like there, how do I want to say this? The a woman's like her body's desire for safety is not an indication of a lack of strength. Okay. Mm, yeah, that's great. This, these ideas of women being able to provide for themselves are very, very new. There's nothing wrong with this. There's nothing wrong with the exploration of this idea. I'm totally like I'm not saying that that's wrong at all. At the same time the women that came before this generation, her grandmother, her great-grandmother, her great-great-grandmother, and all the way down the line, those women have it encoded within their body that they need a male to provide and protect, keep them safe, ensure that they are able to live, ensure that their kids are able to survive. There has been a physical, the, the physical body of the female is, since the animal kingdom, been designed to rely on masculine safety and protection that now that we've sort of shattered that mold it doesn't mean that the history is just all of a sudden null and void right right i love so, yeah wow that's um i know you know i don't think we think of it that it's been encoded in that way but i think you're so so right on with that so yeah, and and again I just want to point out that doesn't mean women are weak right if yeah. you think of the female body of of like you know a female chimpanzee running out to go get her own food and rely on her own self and stuff like she's going to be a little bit 
you know, it's like, where's my man, right? Where's the guy that's supposed to keep me safe, right? Like, that's, that's, it, it's simply, uh, it, it's the way that men and women relate to each other because men are, <clears throat> At least the good men, you know, not we don't have to talk about the psychopaths and all that, but generally a man is going to be interested in providing that safe container, right? The only problem is how we're doing it now is a little bit how we need to do it now as men are it's just a little bit different. But ultimately right. we're still protectors and providers. We're just moving up Maslow's hierarchy of needs Perfect. and meeting these emotional needs. Perfect. So we're going to break here for a commercial, Mark. Uh, yeah. Um, so when we come back, maybe we can get more in detail about exactly what people can do um, to tap into this feeling of safety and, and provide that, you know, emotional connection for women. So uh, we'll be back in a few minutes. You're listening to Destination Love. Uh, don't forget, you can check me out at thelovestrategist.com. We'll see you in a few. the experts call toll free right now 1-866-472-5787 Hello? and ask our all-star team to answer your question that's 1-866-472-5787 thank you for calling VoiceAmerica.com. have you ever wondered if you're the reason that you are still single are you tired of repeating the same old relationship patterns that end in heartbreak Maybe it's time to get serious about finding love. Love strategist and therapist Shelly Pumphrey can help you break your relationship patterns and find love that lasts. Shelly doesn't teach superficial dating skills. Instead, she helps you shift your entire dating mindset and empowers you with the psychology and science of relationships. Shelly offers several ways to work with her, including her empowered dating course, one-on-one coaching, or a weekend retreat. To learn more about how to work with Shelly, you can schedule a free 30-minute strategy call or learn more about her programs at thelovestrategist.com. That's thelovestrategist.com. Shelly can help you find love. Take the quiz and find out what's keeping you single. Visit thelovestrategist.com today. Become a member of voiceamerica.com. It's easy and best of all, it's free. Start out by going to our homepage or any of our channels and click register at the top. Once you've created an account and signed in, you can create your own custom library, opt into our newsletter, search by show, host, guest, or topic of interest, or browse millions of hours of content across all of our Voice America radio channels. Membership gets you more. Visit voiceamerica.com today to get started and tailor the listening experience to your taste. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. are listening to Destination Love. To reach Shelley Pumphrey or her guest today, call us at 1-866-472-5788. Again, that's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Shelley at ShellyPumphrey.com. Now back to Destination Love. Welcome back to Destination Love. This is Shelley, and we are talking to Mark's definition today about how to tap into the physical body of a woman and help her feel safe and committed. And I don't know if committed is the word, but how to help her settle in and feel good in a relationship. So we're going to get into some details here, Mark. So let's pick your brain a little bit. How can a man and how can a woman understand her body better too, but how can a man create this for a woman specifically? So, 
Okay, so here's kind of, because as men, it can seem like women are incredibly confusing beings, right? Uh, yes. They can be all over the place with their needs, right? Specifically uh, to like mention sex, right? Sometimes what a guy will try to turn his wife on on Thursday works really well. And then on Sunday, uh, you know, a few days later, he tries the exact same thing and she's like not down at all, right? <laughs> totally. Uh, so, and like that's, uh, unfortunately, I think that, you know, women have kind of gotten a bad rap for being confusing when we've just, uh, it's simply a failure to understand how the female body works. Yeah. Uh, There's, uh, yeah, so let's get into into this here. And I want to provide sort of an overall structure here uh, before we get too mired down in the details. It's sort of like an overview here of what a woman might need at any given point in the relationship. And I've kind of broken it down into three specific hormones. And so this is going to be sort of like a a teaching tool, like a metaphor for what she needs at any given time, even if she can't articulate it, right? Mm -hmm. Because that's uh, helpful. (laughs) So so the three key uh, components we've got here, three, three, three key hormones are oxytocin, cortisol, and dopamine. Now, I don't know if you've had people talk about this on the show or not before. Uh, how, like, have you guys covered this? No, these, we haven't. Um, okay. I talk about the brain a bit with when, when I talk about attachment and the love styles, but we haven't gone into the hormones yet. Okay. So I don't want to turn this into like a, a science class, but the basic idea is oxytocin is a hormone that the body releases when it feels loved. Uh, or to have an experience of feeling loved, not like thinking that, oh, he loves me, but feeling he loves me and my heart is glowing and shining, right? Right. That's oxytocin. Uh, Cortisol is a hormone that is released in response to stress, right? So if she's being chased by a tiger, her body is going to release cortisol so that she can run as fast as she can to hopefully ensure survival. At the same time, this cortisol is is particularly unique with women because when they're out in the workforce and they're engaged in what has been structurally a very masculine place, she's juggling all of these, you know, putting out different fires and making decisions and all that type of stuff. That's all very um, mentally, again, as we mentioned earlier, mentally oriented thought processes. That involves a lot of cortisol, which in the long term creates chronic stress. When right. she's chronically stressed, there's there's uh, tired. Uh, she's tired, fatigued, can't sleep well, uh, burnt out, low sex drive, all that type of stuff. And then dopamine. I add that in there because uh, as a metaphor for basically sex drive, dopamine is a hormone that is released when. Uh, when you do an activity that the body enjoys, it mm-hmm. releases dopamine so that you will do more of that same thing. Are these all accurate as far as you're? Absolutely, 100%. Okay. Cool. So dopamine, I treat that as uh, a metaphor for sex. Hopefully the idea is that eventually down the path, she's having sexual experiences that she enjoys enough that she wants to do them again. So that's our that's where the dopamine comes from. So what we see here in, in the long-term relationship that – you can understand what a woman wants based on her OCD, right? Oxytocin, 
cortisol, and dopamine. If she's not feeling loved and cared for, if she's not feeling special, that is going to negatively affect her desire to have sex. She's not going to be, her body literally can't turn the gears over Mm -hmm. uh, to create arousal if she's feeling emotionally disconnected. And this makes sense, again, going back to uh, the chimps and all that type of stuff. If she's concerned about whether her man is going to be there for her or not, there's going to be, you know, all of a sudden this this cortisol is going to go up and then there's a concern about survival again if a woman is concerned about survival on the body's level uh, it's going to be very hard for her to summon the energy for arousal on the contrary or like on the other hand if she's feeling very loved if she's feeling very special if she's feeling very cared for then uh, she's yeah then oxytocin increases and now you're creating you're literally as the man creating an environment within her body which is predisposing her towards arousal not only will it happen quicker but it will happen deeper she will find it more gratifying and then eventually uh, sex no longer becomes a thing she has to do but the thing that she will do or the thing that she wants to do to feel closer to the man that she's with and that kind of heads us into um, something I call hypersexuality which is sort of the end goal of relationship minimalism is to essentially recreate that sort of spark in the beginning of the relationship, you know, when everything is amazing, Uh everything is feeling great. And I'd say that most of the experts out there are, you know, I've seen a lot of information that's saying like, oh, well, that's the beginning of the relationship and it naturally fades off and it naturally, uh, you know, it naturally stabilizes and you can't exist there forever. And I contend that that is absolutely incorrect because the, again, the understanding of how the female body works is so poor that all that's happened is that she needs a new fuel source to get to that space. Okay. So that again, you know, we're looking more at this idea of how do I make her feel loved? That is going to reignite the sexual passion uh, when sort of the, we're in in the beginning of the relationship. It's not so much about uh, how loved she feels that's turning her on. It's the excitement. It's the danger it's the novelty all of these uh, things compound together to create uh, kind of what I consider like a hypersexual jet fuel that she ends mm-hmm. up drinking um, so in that case unfortunately you know sorry guys uh, but in the beginning of a relationship like you know when she's down to have sex like at any given point you know yes you are there and yes you know, she selected you, but uh, the, there's a physio- physiological process going on that is spiking her arousal levels to, uh, j- j- yeah, just to, her, she, her arousal levels are being spiked to the point where she's almost turning on herself because of the situation she's in with a potentially dangerous uh, new partner. That is, like, so... <laughs> So accurate. You know, what I always like to tell people when I'm talking about attachment, too, is oxytocin is a bonding hormone. And like when a mother gives birth, that's we get a huge dose of oxytocin, Mm. both in the infant and in the mother. And, you know, I always say, like, when babies are born, they're not very pretty. They look like aliens. You know, (laughs) most people look at it and be like, oh, yeah, wow, that's a really cute kid. They'd never admit it to you. But Um, But to the mother that has that child, that's like the most beautiful thing in the world. And it's there because our brains are set up to release these chemicals to make us 
attached to each other so that we can survive as a species. So there's a reason why oxytocin is released at that time in our lives, but then also as we're having sex with people or we're just forming a relationship, it's there to help us attach to someone and it can make you... Sometimes this is a bad thing if you're in a bad relationship, um, but it can really mm. enhance a great relationship when you're when you're ha- helping your partner release more oxytocin by these things that you're talking about, Mark. So that you know we're seeing essentially that mom is seeing that ugly baby as the most beautiful thing in the world, and it really helps us connect with our partners as well. Not saying that our partners are these ugly things, but um, it helps smooth over the edges or the rough edges. Um, to bring us closer together and to feel better and more connected in our relationships. So um, I love that you're sharing that piece because I think it's so, um, you know, there's so much about our biology that's happening to make these relationships work. Yeah. And so you've you've made a couple great points here. The first one I want to talk about here is uh, in conventional styles of, of thought around how to improve relationships, right? The goal, you would say that the goal or the idea is to create a feeling, like create more love between uh, the, the partners, right? Between the man and woman. We're going to talk about our feelings. We're going to work out all these problems so that we can feel more loved. You can do it that way for sure. Uh, it's going to take a long time and it's also going to force the man down a path where, you know, we grew up in a culture where it's not it's not encouraged to talk about our feelings. And, and there's uh, physiological uh, differences for a man when he's put in sort of a heated discussion with a woman, right? We're talking about feelings. Oh, this is getting tough. Like, you know, she's saying some things that are kind of making me uncomfortable or noticing like I'm feeling vulnerable, this type of stuff. When men are feeling this way, uh, it is somewhat a common response for them to stonewall. Now, stonewall is uh, this idea of just shutting down and not talking anymore, right? Right. And I'm sure all the women can relate to that, right? Right. However, uh, now women kind of do the opposite, right? If they're stressed out, if they're concerned about the relationship, they want to talk a lot about it, right? Right. Now, you can go this route of communication and try to make the relationship better uh, by sorting out all these problems, or if the goal is love, you can simply interact with with her body in a way that uh, r- causes it to release oxytocin, so that she automatically feels more loved without having to talk at all, right? Mm. And I think that's super important for men to understand because we, there, I think that there is a much larger movement occurring right now where men are interested in being better husbands. They know they have to be better boyfriends. Mm-hmm. They know they have to meet the needs of their of the women that they're with, but there's a disconnect in how we're teaching men how to do this because it is not coming from a masculine perspective. It's coming from this idea of talk about your feelings, communicate, all this type of stuff that is inherently very scary for a man to do. Now, I'm not saying he can't get over it. I'm not saying that there's never a time when you need to talk about things. Yeah, absolutely. There's going to be times to talk about things. But as a foundation for a relationship, it is much simpler for a man to understand how to elicit these hormone responses in the female body so that she automatically feels love, right? When you release oxytocin in her body, uh, you are fulfilling her need for love on like of, on 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 the level of the body right on the level of the limbic brain where mm-hmm. she where her emotions occur it's important to understand that fulfilling her need for love at that level is uh, a level of the brain that doesn't experience doubt 
Okay, so that's a really yeah. big deal because wow, that's when we a great try, point. yeah, yeah, <laughs> thank you. Because um, all of this communication stuff is happening in the neocortex. We've got thought, we've got doubt, we've got self-judgment, we've got mm-hmm. all these higher functioning processes, and you're trying to fulfill love at the level of the brain that is designed to question that is designed to have doubt, that is designed to second-guess itself, right? And, you know, so instead, if you as the man understand, well, I can fulfill her her need for love at that level of of the thoughts and the mind and all that, or I can just make her body feel loved, and then her body goes, oh, he loves me. Okay, awesome. Now I can get on with my day, right? And everything feels good. So this is a very important thing to understand that, Uh, relationships, this is a learnable skill set, first of all. And when you are going to learn something, like this is part of the minimalist thing. I don't know how many of your listeners will will be familiar with a man named Tim Ferriss, but Tim Mm -hmm. Ferriss pioneered this idea of optimized learning or Mm -hmm. uh, optimal minimalism, right? Uh, How do you learn the fast, something, how do you structure the learning process so that you can learn something as fast as possible? That's Mm -hmm. kind of another hint here with relationship minimalism. I took that, that style of thinking about learning and applied it to the relationship and you absolutely, as a man, if you are feeling that it is difficult to start off with communication and stuff like that, I recommend that you don't. I recommend that you start learning how to cultivate your skill set in physically touching uh, your partner because that is going to start fulfilling the needs for love at the level of the body. Uh, she's not going to question. She's not going to wonder if you love me. You're not going to hear, do you even see me? You're not going to hear any of those questions because her body knows that she, she's around you. And when she's around you, she feels safe. She feels cared for. She feels loved. And that's important. This is a feeling, right? You can't know that somebody loves you or you can know that, but it's not as fulfilling as feeling loved, right? So true. So powerful. <laughs> I, I mean, that, that just, like it's that just speaks volumes, and especially the part about like you know getting to that part of the brain where you're you're just bypassing all of the crazy thoughts that go on in our heads, mm-hmm. um, and like you could just turn it on in that way. It's that's so powerful. I love yeah. that. Cool. Awesome. So I. I know that we're going to probably be hitting a break here soon, but mm-hmm. so let's just introduce this idea, right? Because we talked about make her feel love, blah, 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 blah. But so the, the, the tactical skill set here, right? Because relationship minimalism is a system of action. We've talked a lot about philosophy to hopefully get you to buy into the idea of the action. But the action that we're talking about here is learning how to use your hands to make her feel loved. So we're going to get in into all of that specifically, you know, how, you know, so this gets very tactical to like, how are, how are we going to like hug her, right? The, the, there's mm-hmm. different ways to hug her that are going to make her feel more or less cared for. There are certain actions you can take throughout the day that are going to start spiking little oxytocin releases in her body. And then of course you can also translate that to the sexual arena as well. So uh, yeah, that's right. uh, that. I guess that there we just teed up the last segment. Perfect. <laughs> you're 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 right on it. Okay, when we come back, you know what we're going to talk about. So we'll be back in a few minutes with Destination Love and Mark's definition. Thank you. Ask the 
experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Have you ever wondered if you're the reason that you are still single? Are you tired of repeating the same old relationship patterns that end in heartbreak? Maybe it's time to get serious about finding love. Love strategist and therapist Shelly Pumphrey can help you break your relationship patterns and find love that lasts. Shelly doesn't teach superficial dating skills. Instead, she helps you shift your entire dating mindset and empowers you with the psychology and science of relationships. Shelly offers several ways to work with her, including her empowered dating course, one-on-one coaching, or a weekend retreat. To learn more about how to work with Shelly, you can schedule a free 30-minute strategy call or learn more about her programs at thelovestrategist.com. That's thelovestrategist.com. Shelly can help you find love. Take the quiz and find out what's keeping you single. Visit thelovestrategist.com today. Now you can take your favorite Voice America radio program with you anywhere. Sign up for our mobile app if you have an iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. The Voice America interactive radio player, powered by Aircast, gives you the freedom to listen to any of our programs anywhere, live, and on demand. No registration is required. Listen to your favorite Voice America hosts and discover new ones. Download the Voice America mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry, powered by Aircast. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. listening to Destination Love. To reach Shelly Pumphrey or her guest today, call us at 1-866-472-5788. Again, that's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Shelly at ShellyPumphrey.com. Now back to Destination Love. Welcome back to Destination Love. You're listening to Shelly Pumphrey and Mark's definition, and we are talking about how to touch a woman or turn on her brain in the right way to help her feel safe and connected in a relationship. And before the commercial break, Mark started to introduce to us exactly what kind of touch um, a man can use to help a woman feel this way. So Mark, the it's back to you. Tell us what, what people can do here. Okay. So within relationship minimalism, again, considering that this is a system designed for the learning process, right? There's, uh, there's a number of different ways to create this feeling of love, but we want to do the ones that are the easiest, uh, that are going to be the most effective in the least amount of time, right? Just because as we talked about at the start of the show, the world is a crazy place. Uh, we can't guarantee that we're always going to have a ton of time and energy and stuff like this uh, to create, the, to devote all, yeah, devote all our energy to the relationship. We can't rely on on that specific utopian ideal in order to have a good relationship. So, so with touch specifically, there's a few different ways. The the, the one thing, okay. So if there was, if uh, you're like, okay, I'll I'll give this a try but I don't want to try too hard, then I would say this is going to be the one thing that you will do that will get you 
most of the way there with the least amount of effort. And that's going to be anytime your woman is gone. So whether she's gone to work, she's gone shopping, whatever, and she comes back to wherever you are, you have to, well, sorry, half is, have is a strong word, but the idea here is that you want to give her a very large, warm hug, okay? So, like, I know this, this is, it's deceptively simple, but there are, you know, there, there's ways to do good hugs and bad hugs. Mm-hmm. What you're looking for here is, you know, you are sending the message as the man, you know, she, you are home, you are safe, I missed you. I love you. These are these are sort of the words that you're saying without having to say the words because right. you're going to draw her in. You're going to give her a big hug, uh, and eventually you want to have this hug. You want to build up to the point where you can literally hold her without saying anything for about six to ten seconds, right? So the hug is kind of the gateway to her being held and having the the allowing the woman to have an experience where she is being held mm-hmm. by her man is extremely important in this age where simply the house itself is no longer considered the the provider or the domain of him right the provider and the protector right. he, this is the emotional support here her ability to feel held and cared for by the man now Again, you want to work up to a longer period of time if it's going to be like awkward. Like I, I used to run in a lot of different yoga circles who are like the uh, masters of the awkwardly long <laughs> hug. Right. And uh, that's like, you know, uh, you don't got to get weird with it, but you want to get her used to being in your space yeah. and feeling comfortable to remain in your space without her needing to do with anything or without you needing to do anything, right? Yeah. So you work up to six to 10 seconds. And what you're looking for is that eventually as her body gets used to this stimulus, because she might not get it the first time. If you've never done this before, you've never really been intentional about how you're or really thought about how you're, you're hugging her. Both, you know, you might not quite get it and she might not quite get it either because she might Mm -hmm. not be used to this type of thing. So, you know, slow steps, you're working towards, yeah, six to 10 seconds. And then you're looking for her to, what you're going to notice eventually once she understands that this is good for her, once her body understands that this experience is good for her, she is going to sigh. So she goes, Right. And you're Mm going to notice that her body is going to relax and she is going to, again, kind of be held. You're going to notice that her weight is going to sink into you. Now, this is the same idea that uh, mothers will be familiar with with newborn babies. Uh, The baby doesn't stop crying until it's taken a deep breath. Right. That's an indication that the nervous system is switched over and now the baby's done crying. Uh, This is the exact same thing. Not that she's crying, but if she's out there in the world, if she's tired from work, if she's been putting out fires all day, she's really amped up in that high cortisol state, uh, that hug is giving her a chance to feel safe and then relax and, and turn dial down that nervous system, moving into something called the parasympathetic nervous system, right. but sort of the, the rest, relax thing, right? So that's kind of where you want to start. If you just did that, uh, I absolutely guarantee that your relationship will feel completely different. You don't got to talk about your feelings. You don't got to yeah. go on more date nights, nothing. Just a simple, loving hug that tells her, I am within the presence of my male. That's, again, telling her body, I am within the presence of my male, and I am safe again. 
Okay, that is a powerful, powerful thing that we as men can do for the women who no longer need us to provide food and shelter for them. Okay, so that's the first one. That's the hug. You always, you know, practicing relationship minimalism. uh, There is... uh, Anytime my girlfriend comes home or I'm I'm at her house and she's come home from whatever thing, uh, I'm always there with a hug because I know that that is the most powerful way to set up that feeling of love that we're looking for within the least amount of time. I couldn't After, agree more. I love that. Awesome. So there you have it, guys, right? Like, uh, it's important to get the women's perspective on this and... and uh, and generally, my experience has been that this they say yes. Mm-hmm. So we should probably listen to that and <laughs> should yes, probably listen. move on. That. It's so um, simple. It's so easy. And it works, I tell you. Yeah. So that's kind of stage one. Stage two is like short touch. So we're looking for moments of uh, uh, like moments throughout the day of loving touch, right? Now, the it's important, you know, you can do this type of stuff. And we're talking about three to 10 seconds here, okay? I'm not asking anybody to to go to like an hour-long communication session. I was listening to another <laughs> people talk and they're like, oh yeah, you should schedule these three-hour meetings every every month. And I'm like, nobody's going <laughs> to nah, do that, that. <laughs> you know? But like short moments of touch throughout the day. Now, here's, uh, there's a lot of different ways to do this. Here are some examples. Uh, and now I'm getting into my secret moves here, guys. So uh, oh, I hope you enjoy this. But I want to hear uh, this. When I'm driving, so if, if I'm driving the vehicle and my girlfriend is sitting next to me, uh, I will take her hand so that uh, the top of her hand is facing up. You know, like how the gentleman of old used to kiss the girl's hand when they met her? Uh-huh. You take the hand like that and just do that. Kiss the top of her hand and then your arm goes back on the armrest and her hand stays rested uh, within yours. Right? There's a little moment that is going to make her feel very special, very loved, very cared for and how much effort did you really have to put into that? Not much, right? But it means the world to her. So you can do something like that. Um, Another thing, like if uh, maybe she's like working away on the computer, right, because she's got some side business because she's all ambitious and all this type of stuff, uh, (laughs) you can go into the room and it's important not to interrupt her, right, because these, uh, a lot of these women are, are becoming more and more masculine. Uh, in their attempts to build their em- their own empires. Uh, so you can't, uh, it, it's not about like out-masculining her. You have to respect their boundaries, especially in the beginning when this sort of feminine receptivity is, is uh, unfamiliar. So you go into the room, she's working away. You know, you can gently put, you know, be quiet when you enter the room. You're going to make a big show about this, but you're just entering into the room very gently, placing her, your hands on the back of her shoulders, just like, a couple little squeezes. Again, I'm talking three seconds here, like not a long time. You could give her a kiss on the back of the head and then you leave. You don't say a word. Don't interrupt her. Just all you're doing is taking your physical presence, moving it into the room that she's in, reminding her body that she is safe and cared for, and then you're leaving. That's mm-hmm. it. You don't got to interrupt her. You don't got to make it a big deal. Little things like this. Um if you're like, so, you know, shopping season is kind of done, but, uh, you know, it's going to happen again uh, at some point. But uh, so if you're in the mall, right, you, you can, you know, it, it's not a stretch for a lot of guys to, okay, I'm walking down the mall. I should hold her hand, right? Cool. That's great. Mm-hmm. Now, while you're holding her hand, as you're holding her hand, so you're, you're walking down and now I want you to let go of her hand, put your arm around her shoulder, 
squeeze her in tight just for one to two seconds while you continue to walk, let go of her, and then grab her hand again and continue to walk, right? Because if you just hold her hand, she's going to feel cared for, but at some point that stimulation is going to become normal to her body, and she's not going to interpret it as as loving as if a new stimulation was added. So you're holding her hand, you give her a little squeeze, she feels, oh, he's thinking about me right now, and I feel special. And then you let... Uh, let her go and then hold her hand again. Now you you have a loving stimulation of holding hands. You you stack it with another moment uh, that shows that you are think you're still thinking about her. And then you go back to the the original bonding uh, touch that you were doing. Right. These are the types of things we're talking about. They are so simple, but they are so powerful because you're communicating directly with the body. Yeah. Um, what else do we have here? Like kisses on the forehead, right? So if you're in the hug, yeah, let's, so now we, let's talk a little bit tactically about the hug. There's a lot of different ways to do it. Uh, and I, I highly recommend that you, as the men, experiment with where you're going to place your hands on her body. It's a very different experience for her to feel hugged with, uh, say, your left hand on the back of her head and your right hand uh, on the lower spine. Like not on her bum, right? Uh, unless she's feeling very loved already, I don't recommend that you try to use this touch sexually uh, because uh, it, it, it's, um, there's complications with it. I don't know if we're going to have time to talk about yeah, that today. Yeah. But I would recommend that you start with very loving touch first and, uh, and uh, just as a, like sort of a, an add to that, uh, the fuel for lo- uh, for sexual desire in a relationship, the woman's fuel is feeling loved. So you don't need to touch her sexually. So I would recommend keeping it very loving first because she's chances are her body is going to feel like a sponge or kind of like an oasis that's kind of been a little bit dried out. So it's going to need to soak in a lot of oxytocin and get those right. levels fairly stable first. So uh, hand I think at the that's, back. Sorry, yeah, go, go ahead. ahead. Well, I was going to say, like, I think it's such a great point, like, and I want to, I'm thinking of people who are single and looking for a relationship, because I have a lot of single listeners, and, you know, this is great information for men, and women, like, you can use this and, and, and tell a guy that you're dating, like, instead of saying, well, I need you to communicate with me about these things, just say, how about you just give me a hug, just, you know, or have them listen to this podcast, you know, <laughs> you can give them some of these tips instead of getting focused on how to build all of this communication into your relationship. And the, and then the other piece that I wanted to comment on too, is this aspect of like, it doesn't have to be a sexual touch. And I think this applies to a lot of relationships even later on too, where you know, that initial, like, I want to have sex all the time kind of thing wears off and men just want to go right for it. And women are like, God, you know, warm me up first, you know, Mm -hmm. have you ever heard of foreplay? And this is like where the foreplay starts and it doesn't even have Mm. to be, and it, and it shouldn't be sexual in the beginning. Like this is, um, you know, like I think of this as, is total foreplay and, in an ongoing day-to-day like basis in your relationship. So I can't like, as a woman, I can't stress enough how important this information is because it, it, it really, really works. Yeah. That's uh, so that again, there's, there's a few different things here. Um, So I would say to any of the guys listening, like notice how Shelly has said, like this is foreplay, right? Uh, That's uh, a, I hear that a lot from women and the, the metaphor I kind of use is women are, 
you know, because you'll hear them say things like, oh, we're always having sex or sex doesn't only happen in the bedroom. And for guys, it's kind of like, what are you talking about? Like, if we're having sex, then we're having sex. And if we're not having sex, then we're not having sex, right? Right. Uh, There's a very clear line for men. But for women, it's not. And it's because the fuel for sexual desire comes from feeling loved. That's why uh, this these types of hugs and kisses and all this type of stuff are considered foreplay. It's because it's activating her feeling of love, which eventually turns her on. Now, I know that we're super short on time here. So the last uh, sort of aspect, the third stage of touch would be um, sustained touch. So we talked about the hug. Then we talked about uh, these short moments of touch. And then it's sustained touch. The, the easiest way to do this is when you're watching Netflix, when you're watching TV, just rub her feet. That's the simplest way to do it. Oh, yeah. Like, Foot rubs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Considering optimized learning, setting things up for success so that things happen quickly or that you get results quickly. You think of the footwear that women wear all the time. Uh, their feet are generally so sore that you don't have to be a master massage therapist. You don't have to even be good. Just having it gently, just having their feet in their calves gently squeezed feels amazing. And this starts to play into, uh, there was a study done on this on this masculine touch on women releasing oxytocin. 20% increase in oxytocin in, in as little as 10 minutes. Uh, wow. that's, like saying, that's like saying she loves you 20% more yeah. in 10 minutes. That's so, amazing. Yeah, so that's, uh, that's kind of it. I know we're almost okay. out of time. Uh, yeah, I just, I want to say like, I feel like we could have a few shows on this because I can tell there's a ton of information out there. <laughs> yeah. So maybe we'll have to have you back. I'm um, more than happy to. You let me know. Uh, yeah, me know. it's great information. Um, and I know, Mar- Mark, tell us real quick how people can find you. You can go to marksdefinition.com, M-A-R-K-S-T-E-F-A-N-I-S-H-Y-N. And if you go to marksdefinition.com slash destination love, then you can, uh, I've set up a page there for your listeners. They can go and sign up. And I've created a one-page sheet that encompasses sort of the most important topics in relationship minimalism so that you can just print it off, put it on your fridge, and you got like the system ready to go. So uh, yeah, you can check it out there. Uh, and and email for, me, okay. marketmarksdefinition.com. Perfect. And yeah. if you guys um, want to, of course, find me on uh, thelovestrategist.com. And if I would, if there's anybody that tries this out, I want, send us your comments, send yeah. some emails, shoot, shoot an email to Mark, send one to me. I would love to hear some feedback from our listeners about how this is working. So thanks again for listening. We'll see you next week. Thank you for making a weekly visit to Destination Love. Please join Shelley Pumphrey again next Wednesday at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Until then, be brave, be you, be loved. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. 
For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.